Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. So you're sitting at home after a long day of work and your spouse comes up and asks, Hey, uh, honey, can we talk about something? Well, the truth is every couple has to have some difficult conversations along the way. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Erin Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage team. And Greg, on average, how often do you find that couples uh, really just have to have a heart-to-heart that is pretty tough? It's 2.6 times per week. Okay, thank you. Uh, yes. So if you're less than that, <laughs> it's great. No. What do, you, what do you think? No idea, only because that's going to be so different for a couple who's really going through a challenging season, who has kind of fallen into the negative beliefs, everything they see about their spouse is negative. They probably are going to tend to have more of those conversations. I, I think the bottom line is, you know, I think about Aaron and I have been married 20 years you know, and we have tough conversations when something comes up. And I think the difference now is that I would do everything in my power when I was younger to avoid those. Yeah. And I didn't want to have them. And I would try to instantly somehow get out of it. Well, you're not perfect. And we don't need to do this. We're fine. And versus now, I don't like them. I see the value because yeah. there's such opportunity. That's where you grow. That's where you learn about you, your spouse, your marriage. So it's so worth it. The key is just figuring out how do we have those hard conversations in a productive way. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and I'll just um, add in my two cents, which is we've been married more than 35 years, I'm not sure we've had harder conversations ever before than in the past several years, a variety of circumstances. But like you, I avoided all of those conversations earlier. (laughs) Now, it's okay. We are committed to each other. We're not going to run. Let's work through it and figure it out. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear now a conversation that Jim Daly had with counselor Dr. David Clark about this. Uh, Dr. Clark has written a book on communication in marriage, and it's got a great title, Men Are Clams, Women Are Crowbars. Let's go ahead and hear some of his advice. David, there's probably two or three kind of real sensitive conversations or topics that every marriage tends to avoid. So from one clam to another clam, do we need to talk about those or we can just let them slide? No, you've got to talk. It's the things we don't talk about that end up killing us. Okay. So you've got to have the conversations. What it, with all of your experience with the couples that you've counseled, what do some of those topics look like? The taboo topics? could be um, any significant issue in the marriage. It could be our communication. It could be our intimate life. It could be uh, the church that we're going to attend. It could be the spiritual differences we have. It could be parenting styles that are so different. It could be any big decision. We've got to sell our home and buy another one. We've got to buy a new car. We've got to, we've got to choose out where to worship. Boy, are our kids going to be homeschooled? Are they going to go to a Christian school? Are they going to go to a public school? These are hard topics. Mm. And coming into those topics, classic scenario, we've had this a million times, Sandy and I, we'll have different points of view. Yeah. And so all these things. Now, it could be family. The woman feels like the guy's fan. He's too close to his mother, for example. <laughs> this is not true of me, of course. But uh, <laughs> that, that was an issue for us. And, and we had to kind of work it through. My parents are wonderful, but there were some issues there, issues on her side. So you have to talk these things through, and men don't want to do it. Women don't want to either, but they're more likely because they know how important it is. Men go, I don't want to go there. It never goes well. It's going to blow up and make it worse, so I'm not going there. Yeah. These are tough, but they're important. 
Uh, David, help wives understand the importance of timing when it comes to these painful topics, because, you know, that's got to be one of the big, important things that are, that's considered. What are signs it's a good time to start that conversation, and how can they do it? How can they get into it? Well, you don't spring anything on a man. You just can't do it. He's not prepared. He's not ready. Men like to be prepared. If there's a big work meeting, you want to know what the agenda is. You want to be ready for it. Men want to be prepared. Plus, they they can ride the train to a degree and process before they get to the meeting. So don't just spring it on him. And he can't be doing anything else at the time you bring it up or it's a disaster. Now, I like that you asked that question, Jim, because (laughs) right about now, I'd like to pull a clip out that our producer found. you guys uh, she, aren't allowed she, to she talk talked, to Gene anymore. She <laughs> talked to Gene, and it was about when Gene learned the difference between the good time to ask and the not-so-good time. Okay. I used to take the opportunity while Jim was watching a football game to talk to him about pretty deep things. I actually thought that that was a good time to have deep discussions. I mean, we're sitting down in our basement. I'm on a comfy couch. He's just watching a football game. And I would actually launch into these deep conversations. Now, that was before I was a Bronco fan. We had just moved to Colorado, and I got some very wise advice. I had to be coached to say to Jim, is this? a good time to talk to you about something. And I needed to let Jim have permission to be able to say, well, yes, I want to talk to you, but could you wait until after the fourth down or, or the touchdown or halftime? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good you could articulate that. And I thank the Lord for whoever coached Gene on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. See, that's so important. Timing is important. In fact, I would recommend, and Gene's on this same track, you tell the first step is never even the meeting. It's, honey, I, I have a difficult topic to discuss. Even tell them what it is. Give them the category. Fair enough. We're not going to talk now. I want you to think and pray and process. Let's, let's schedule a time. It could be a half an hour later. It could be the next day. It could be later on. You negotiate the time you're going to meet and talk. A kid's taken care of. Uh, schedule things. And so that's the first thing you do. Now, he's already getting prepared, which is important. You haven't, bl- you haven't blindsided him. Then when you actually have the meeting, we're going to go slow in conflict. Speed kills in conflict every huh. time. So when, you, when you're sitting down, let's say the wife has the issue, she'll go first. She's going to give an opening presentation of maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes. And she's going to say, honey, I'm just going to talk here. I'm going to share my point of view about this issue, what I think we should do, the whole nine yards. Listen, reflect, please. But I don't want any response from you at this time. That lets him off the hook. See, if we allow a response, it'll be defensive, it'll be, I feel controlled, here's what I think, and we're going to have the problem. He hasn't even processed yet, hasn't ridden the train. So she shares and literally goes, thank you for listening, and and then we talk about when we're going to have the next conversation. Honey, now it's up to the guy. I process a couple of days, a couple of hours, whatever you need. Could be fast, could be slow, but then let me know, and we'll have the next meeting, which will be his response. Huh. All right, so Aaron, uh, Dr. Clark mentioned the importance of timing for those difficult conversations. Um, What's your observation as a therapist and as someone who's been married for more than a couple of decades? I'd say timing is super important. I've learned 
with Greg specifically to give him some notice. So I'll do things like send him a text, even the night before, to say, hey, there's something I'm wanting to talk about. When can we have a heart talk? Which so, drives me crazy, by the way, because then I'm like, what? Oh, great. What? What you, is it? Do you it? start reviewing the tape oh, to totally. figure out what did I mess up? I'm like, well, t- like, give me a hint. So you no, don't want the advance notice? Yeah, I, I, no, it's, it's good. I, I wouldn't have her do it a different way. I'm just okay. saying that it just gives me revved up. All right, so in, it's, in it's good to, to say, hey, we have to talk. Well, and it's always nice to ask, like, is yeah. now a good time? Because so often we will launch into something um, with our spouse that we would never do to our best friend. Yeah. Would we ever knock on our best friend's door? They open the door and we just launch. I mean, we might, <laughs> yes. but often what we'll do is knock on the door. They'll open the door and they'll invite us in. So it's it's just, it's a common courtesy really that we can even give our spouse. Yeah. Now I do want to add in those hard conversations are worth having. They might be difficult. One of you might run from them. Maybe you both avoid them. But having those hard conversations is important, and especially how you do it. But avoiding the hard conversations will never work. Yeah, and and Dr. Clark mentioned don't spring it on a husband. I mean, give him a chance to get ready for for it. And I liked what you just said there, is now a good time? Because Mm -hmm. maybe it's not. You know, in our own relationship, um, it's frustrating to Dina because around 8 o'clock, she just, she's like her daddy. He, he just, no serious conversations after 8 p.m. So she wants to talk in the morning, but I'm in my morning go-to-work routine, and so it's really hard for us to figure out when. That's why we're grateful for weekends. That works for us pretty good. <laughs> you know, just the other day, actually, Aaron texted me that and said, hey, you know, I think later tonight, can we have what, what we call a heart talk? Yeah. And so I, I know what that means, and that means that we're going to be intentional to talk through something and really... I then need to prepare myself to be open and willing to to be a good listener in versus instantly going on the defensive. Yeah. So when I saw the text, I did say a prayer and I said, God, prepare my heart. Mm. And, and I, I'm not sure what it's about. But again, I mean, I'm replaying yeah. the tapes to go, what did, you know, did I do something? And and I've just learned, instead of trying to figure it out, how about I just show up being curious and being open and genuinely wanting to to know what's going on, believing that we're going to get somewhere really good. Like this is going to advance our marriage. Maybe I'll understand something new about Aaron. Maybe I'll realize there's something going on with me that, mm-hmm. that I had some blind spots. So so it, it it's from a classic conflict avoider. I'm just encouraging you guys. Just just get your heart prepared and just trust that, that God has something good for you and, and he's gonna he's gonna use this to grow you because that's what he's all about. Now Aaron, I have to mm-hmm. just loop back. If you ask the question, Greg, is now a good time? What are your feelings if he says not really? It's not a good time. You know what? I would rather know the truth and know that it's not a good time for him than try to push through it. Okay. Because if it's not a good time for him, how well is the conversation gonna go? And I personally want to give myself the greatest chance of being heard. And part of that is knowing my my audience, knowing my listener. Is yeah. my listener available or not? If it's during a football game or he's um, in the middle of paying bills or working on a project for work, it's not going to go well. So asking is is key. That's really good advice. I appreciate so much your your vulnerability about your own relationship and the advice you're you're sharing. And it might be that as you've listened along, you thought, oh yeah, this heart to heart stuff. I've tried that; doesn't work. Call us. We'd be happy to have just an initial conversation with you with one of our counselors. 
Uh, they can guide you through some of the processes and tools that we've developed over the years. And uh, it's a free call. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-A-FAMILY. And we would certainly recommend Dr. Clark's really helpful book, Men Are Clams, Women Are Crowbars. If you can, please make a generous donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift to Focus on the Family today. We'll say thanks for joining the support team by sending a copy of that book to you. And the link for uh, our counseling team and also to donate and get Dr. Clark's book is in the show notes. We'll hear more from Dr. Clark next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Greg Smalley and Aaron Smalley and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.